listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world and next to no cost through credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me. Find me on social media, read episode transcripts, and support the show with donations and use of referral links. More information at the end of the show. Thanks for joining me for episode 39, Tony Perkins Southam of Award Travel 101. We talk about getting started with credit card points and miles, how Tony uses credit card rewards to travel at next to no cost with her family, and adjusting to the current pandemic. Find the Award Travel 101 Facebook group and Tony. Links in the show notes. We last met in early 2020 at a points and miles meetup in New Orleans. The conversation continues here. On with the show. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. New Orleans kind of seems um, like a lifetime ago, right? I actually have four children and I travel um, all over with them. So my husband, me, plus the four kids, we generally need six seats to go anywhere to hotel rooms. Like we need an excessive amount of points and miles to travel. So um, for anyone, it makes sense to get multiple cards uh, just because, you know, you can really maximize those sign-up bonuses things like that. For us, we wouldn't travel at all if we only were, you know, confined to like one card a year or whatever. Um, So yeah, it's just the easiest. Getting multiple cards is the fastest, easiest way to earn a lot of points very quickly. Like, obviously, you could do your day to day spending things like that. But really, even at a, you know, even at a three times bonus multiplier, like the, um, the city premier has at grocery stores right now, we spend a thousand dollars a month for six people on groceries, 3000 points a month. Like it's going to take a long time before we're going to go on any trips. (laughs) Right. I I think that's one mistake that people make when they're starting out. They're always thinking about, Oh, I want this card with this bonus category or, Oh, I want this no annual fee card, but they're thinking really small and out of the big picture that when you're getting these cards, like you said, the big oomph is usually in that big signup bonus. It's like, Oh, spend 3000, $4,000 and get 50,000 points, 50,000 miles. And then, getting some really nice benefits as well, like free night certificates, uh, room upgrades, hotel statuses. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, like I see all the time people will be like, oh, I'm going to make a big purchase. Like we're redoing our kitchen. Which credit card should I use? I have, you know, like the Sapphire Preferred. Should I put it on that? And I'm just like dying over here. Like, no, like get lots of new credit cards. You can knock out so many minimum spends. And just have tons of points. Yeah. So that's why I always like, that's my default. Um, you know, obviously there are some caveats and stuff, but as long as you're eligible and comfortable doing it, like go for the new sign up bonuses. Don't even at, even at a five times category bonus, you know, um, you're still not going to get what you get with uh, signing up for a new card. So. Yeah, unless you're putting in some really, really high volume, like we talk about reselling, or maybe people are operating a business, or they're maybe flipping houses, then okay, well, that so-called everyday spend will be a big number. But for most people, it's not really going to move the needle. Mm -hmm. It's not realistic, for sure. So yep, I'm all about always, always working on a minimum spend if you can. Nice. And it's not only you who's traveling, you mentioned family travel. So you make that happen with credit cards as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we really were traveling with six. Like, it's kind of funny because people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, look at this airfare, only $300 to fly from, you know, here to Taiwan or something. And I'm like, cool, $300 times six. 
not so good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right, right. we definitely stick way more to the point. The miles being, um, I hardly ever pay for any travel. And the main reason is because even the very cheapest, best deals, they add up when you multiply them by six people. Right, absolutely. And sometimes you'll have flexible points that you can use for those cash fares, but that's not always the case. Yeah. And well, I've done that before, too. I've, I have found some really amazing um, redemptions with, you know, the flexible points and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling with a big family on points and miles is a whole new level of, like, craziness that, although... It is crazy, but it's worth it. I should definitely say, you know, it's totally worth it. Right. <laughs> right. It, it was a criticism that, that I often get. I addressed in a recent episode. Is it worth the effort? And it's like, well, what's the return going to be? I've, I've experienced some pretty significant returns, and I know that you have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to give you guys like a little bit of info, um, my daughter is five, so she hasn't been around too long, and she has been to 20 countries. <laughs> yeah, she's been to Paris alone like four or five times. She's been to Guatemala three times. Um, they've been to Morocco. They've we actually got uh, a few years ago. This was kind of when um, Iberia, like it was. I feel like I almost ruined this for the community. Like this is my fault because I started digging around. <laughs> you killed the deal. Yeah, I killed the deal. I'm kind of proud, kind of sad. But I started digging around and started seeing like I could fly business class um, for all six of us. Like they had wide open space for six people. And it was during like the off peak fair. So, and then they had like, um, oh my gosh, they have some kind of, maybe it's just the peak and off peak thing. I can't remember for sure. But like Jay, seats were like 25,000 or something like ridiculous. Right. So, um, nice. you know, I started like sharing with points, everyone. Points, that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So I started like sharing this with like everyone. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So my kids, we flew from, we actually just did it on the return trip, but we went uh, Madrid to Chicago and we were able to snag four seats in business. I actually had like kind of screwed up and waited too long and then got a little bit stuck. So I had, Two in economy plus, and then four in business, and it was pretty epic. So never would have never would have done that without points and miles. I can tell you that. <laughs> right. Otherwise, what we're trading our time for money in other places, and we can see a really big return. I, I think at minimum, it's like okay, open a new card, put your expenses on it, rather than using the card that you've already been using, or God forbid, <laughs> cash or debit. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's like, and that's something I also always feel like I need to warn people. I think that my situation, because I'm so intense with this, and I need a ton of points and miles, and we travel like a lot. This is actually the first summer that we're not traveling. Like we usually go away the whole entire summer. So I need a ton of points and miles and it like overwhelms people. But I'm like, you know, you don't have to do it this extreme. Like you said, like get one card and use it for your spending, get the bonus like that will add up really quickly. Right. And just starting, it's going to be best to start small, just like with anything, right? I mean, people learn a musical instrument and they're not going to be performing complex pieces to start with. They'll start and gradually build their skills and see what's comfortable for them and whether it's going to be worth the effort pursuing it. Yep. It's like that thing. What is it? Um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. And some some other ways, too, that are good for making money and saving money bank account bonuses i I just recently opened an account with a local bank maybe five minute drive i was in branch for about an hour and 15 minutes and a 300 dollars bonus for opening and funding a checking account 
very, very That's easy. Fantastic. Yeah. I have to admit that I'm not great at um, bank bonuses. I think the last one I did was like with Wells Fargo, but it was mm. just, it was too easy. Like it was 200, 250 bucks for, I mean, I didn't even have to go into the branch. So yeah, bank bonuses <laughs> are fantastic. And you had your recent road trip. So not flying, you're staying in the country, but yet you were able to still travel at very low cost. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty fortunate. I live in Utah. So there's so many places to go and see just within, I mean, basically in my backyard. We decided to pack up and head to Moab, Utah. It's like where the Arches National Park and Canyonlands are. Um, well, actually, let me backtrack a little. I was supposed to be on a rafting trip in Moab, um, and it ended up getting canceled, not because of COVID, but because, like, the water levels were so low, which is crazy, because last year they were, like, the highest they had ever been, basically, like, in history almost. Oh, wow. <laughs> this year they were, yeah, <laughs> this year they were so low that the bigger rigs, like, can't, couldn't go through. Um, there's, like, exceptions, like, if you're on a smaller rig and wanted to paddle, blah, 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 but the um, company we were with couldn't make it through, so we had to cancel it. So um, we ended up just, I was like, you know what, like, let's go to Moab with the kids anyway, and just hang out and have fun. So of course, I had to start digging into like the best ways I could save money on that because it's me like I, if I'm not saving money on something like I die. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, so yeah, we went um, use some Hyatt points to stay at the Hyatt place there. It's a really, really good value because that hotel regularly, regularly runs, you know, almost 200 bucks a night. Um, it ended up only costing 8,000 points a night. Plus we got nice. the 2,500 points back for the first night promo. So yeah, uh, yeah. the rebate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a fun thing in that we can be frugal and yet still have these high class experiences that I think some people will say, Oh, I make one trip a year or, Oh, travel is too expensive. So I don't even do it. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's pretty, um, it reminds me of like something it was uh, kind of just a funny little banter thing I read once. And it was like, you know, you're a travel hacker. If you can stay at like the nicest suite at the hotel, but you can't afford the valet parking. <laughs> yeah, they will take the points for that, right? Yeah. And you were able to use fuel rewards to also save a lot of money for your trip as well. I love fuel rewards. There's actually quite a bit, you know, they're becoming pretty popular and there's a lot of information about them. But I definitely, you know, try and tell everyone to look into their local programs and stuff and try and figure out how to maximize those rewards. They're kind of different from like state to state and even region to region, but really no matter what, like you can't go wrong with them. So even just maximizing them at the most basic level is going to save you a lot of money. Yeah. Whether you're near Winn-Dixie, Giant, Kroger, so many, so many major chains that are offering such really, really great deals. And here in giant land here in the Philadelphia area, anyway, they have flexible points you can use for groceries or gas, which is really nice. And that they implemented that change even before everything was shut down. So really, really extreme savings as I I think if you would ask most people to say, Oh, what are your highest spending categories? They would say gas or groceries. And Mm -hmm. here in this hobby, we can say, Oh, actually, no, (laughs) <laughs> we've, yeah, we've, we've gotten those costs down yeah that's that's interesting um yeah we don't have any giants out here in utah we're mostly we have like no safeway programs either i think there's like one safeway brand store called like lucky something and it's like an hour away totally inconvenient and uh. i don't even know <laughs> if they participate in like the full um just for you program 
So it's kind of limited out here, but that doesn't mean I haven't found some, you know, good opportunities, like even with just the Kroger fuel points program, saving a dollar off a gallon. Um, my car holds like 22 gallons. So oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you know, 22 <laughs> yeah. bucks to fill up. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Really great savings there. And you could stack that with other things like apps, maybe some discounted gift cards that you'll use as well. And actually, Kroger does run tons of promotions on discounted gift cards all the time. They'll do, especially around like Black Friday, they do, um, what was it? They did like a Home Depot deal where it's like you save like $10 off of two $50 gift cards or something. So you know, you're saving 10% on Home Depot gift cards plus getting four times the fuel rewards. So very, very lucrative like stacking opportunities there. Right, right. So instead of the question, which card should I use for Home Depot? It's like, no, it's more complicated. <laughs> what are all the promotions yeah. that are going on? You need the grocery card to use for Home Depot because you need to go to Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. So, some people don't know that that aren't in the hobby that, well, it's not just buying groceries. It's the category of the card. So if you have a card that's giving you the four times points at groceries, anything you buy at the grocery store, as long as it codes as a grocery sure. transaction, you'll be good to go with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Lots of good deals out there. <laughs> right. And uh, you're, you're part of Award Travel 101, often talking about deals and promotions, right? You know, we mostly focus on like points and miles, but we definitely there's a it's like the natural progression of like you get it's like you start out as like kind of a cheap, cheapskate, tightwad sort of person. <laughs> like natural progression is to like maybe you were a couponer finding deals like already and then you find like travel hacking right and then you just like get super caught up in that but then you like get to like it almost like leads you to the next level of like extreme couponing deal stacking and stuff because you know like for me and I feel like this is like so many people in my situation like we start reading and we start getting a couple credit cards and getting the points and then you're just like I need more I need more yeah. So start, <laughs> like yeah like start selling on Amazon and things like that and then doing those things you know, forces you to find more ways to maximize and save. And yeah, you can get pretty, pretty deep into the rabbit hole here. But um, uh, what was my point? I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we, find anyway. some we find some different things to save and make money and also yeah. generate the miles, the points, the cash back. And even recently, I paid my taxes using credit card. And there was a yeah, slight fee for doing so. But the points and the progress toward the sign-up bonus was well worth that slight fee. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, people do that all the time. It's just super, you just got to like outweigh, you know, figure out, you know, what the value of the points are for you. And um, I have a personal philosophy to kind of touch on that. Is like, I, um, I never pay for points. I know a lot of people, they are fine paying like, you know, really minimum cost, getting a good deal. But like I said, I need six seats. So even at, you know, a crazy good cost, it adds up fast for me. So our philosophy mm -hmm. is to, you know, never pay for points. And, you know, we're able to earn millions of points a year by, you know, not paying for anything. So there are ways you just have to just got to put in the time and effort. Yeah. And I, I think just saying it as a hobby or how much people, how much time do people want to put into it is I think many people might have a hobby like, oh, I go golfing or, oh, I like watching movies or this or that. And if we could say, okay, this is fun for us. It's cool figuring out the puzzle, meeting some new people, going to different events, reading, and uh, having success with this. I find it to be a lot of fun and having a pretty good return. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, it's definitely addicting. I'll, <laughs> I don't know if it's always fun, but it's definitely addicting. <laughs>
And what are you thinking about after the pandemic when some of the regulations loosen? Maybe there's a vaccine. Maybe it's much safer to travel. Where are you looking at going? Um, You know, I am so drawn to like Central and South America. Um, You know, I love everywhere I go pretty much. There's like maybe I could count on one hand um, the places that I like wouldn't want to go back to or didn't enjoy like pretty much. If you get on like my Instagram or whatever, you'll be, I'll be like, this is the best place ever. And they're like, you say that about every <laughs> place recently. I, yeah. I'm just very, very drawn to like Central and South America. Um, my dream would be to uh, like rent out my house or sell it um, and just spend, um, you know, a couple of years just roaming around there. And um, interestingly enough, like not traveling really this summer has given me an opportunity to save up and make a lot of points and miles to really help fund those trips for like, you know, quite a long time. Good. So lots of possibilities. And I know being sheltered in place, we're certainly building up a good balance of miles and points as well, whereas people are usually earning and burning. But this time, well, I guess we're just going to have extra balances. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously, the earning thing is a little bit harder, too, because you're not running all over town doing the things that you used to and stuff. But there's still a lot of earning opportunities from home. You just gotta, just gotta find them. So <laughs> yeah, some deals here, there at stores as well. I, I find that uh, Staples, some deals, Walgreens, right? There, there are some things out there, but maybe not as busy as it was in the fourth quarter of 2019 for sure. Right, right. You know what's been really um, lucrative, uh, and I feel like there's been a lot more lately. I, to be honest, like I'm just guessing that it's been more frequent, but I haven't like actually. Check, fact check this, but it seems like shopping portals have been offering so many bonus miles lately, like constantly. United right now, it's like 2,500 bonus miles and you spend $600. Like there's a lot. And those have been, those are such a cool way to earn lots of points and miles because you can do it. Like my kids are allowed to have United accounts. There's nothing shady or weird about that. And I can use those portals and earn them miles as well. So I can earn been a really good strategy for me. Oh, that's that's a good tip for listeners, right? Because people can have a frequent flyer account even at a younger age. So if you're able to yep. do those uh, supposed one-time only deals per account or one-time only deals, you could do it across multiple accounts instead. Yeah, it's super great. And like, you know, you can save those miles and give them to them when they go to college or something or use them to book, you know, tickets for the whole family, whatever you want to do. And it's also just a good idea to have loyalty accounts for your kids because um, I've never had this happen personally and we travel quite a bit, but sometimes, you know, if your flight gets changed or whatever, they'll rebook you in a different, um, like fare class. And so you'll actually earn points on those, even though it was like an award trip or whatever. So, you know, it's a good idea oh, to, yeah. yeah, it's a good idea to have those accounts for your kids or just, you know, if the flights get delayed or whatever, uh, you know, can get some compensation in their accounts. So Good, good idea. Right. And with the recent pandemic, I also had a slight issue where I booked a flight for a friend and the flight ended up getting canceled and they weren't able to refund it to my frequent flyer account. So they ended up giving me a code that he would have to use to call in and use the e-credit at a future time. So if, say, you're booking for family and you want to make sure that they have accounts first, so that, that could be another advantage there. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So that's a that's a very good, like point to validate my point so thank you (laughs) yeah and and maybe you would get particular offers on those frequent flyer accounts you know we're not talking about signing up for 35 credit cards with city at least (laughs) right right. uh, some some other offers uh 
might be out there too. Yep, for sure. Have you seen that? Are are your children enrolled in like 15 different programs and you've seen some off? So off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but I know that I have definitely had offers for them. Um, I mean, kind of, okay, this is different, but kind of along the lines of just doing things for your kids. Um, my oldest son is 13 now, meaning he can get um, authorized user cards for American Express. And they constantly send out offers when you sign up an authorized user. I think I just had one for like nice. membership rewards. It was like spend $500 and get 2,500 membership rewards. So, so kind of like there's that. So specifically for like airlines and stuff offering bonus things for their accounts. I really can't think of any off the top of my head, but like I said, the Amex thing kind of ties into that sort of weirdly. <laughs> right. And it's about options. Maybe there'll be a future offer that comes out and you'll be very glad that they were signed up. So yep. why not enroll? Maybe it takes just a few minutes and then have everything set for a later age. Like you said, that that would be nice. And this, this authorized user is interesting because the laws change. Different issuers say, oh, well, maybe you'll need to be 16. Maybe you'll need to be 18 yep. to have your own card. So can you tell us about the benefits of adding younger family members as an authorized user? So number one, it also, it will help their credit. I don't know, maybe you can help me clarify this. I've never delved into it too much. I know that it used to affect your credit when you would sign up as an authorized user. And then this like law was passed saying like authorized users wouldn't have their credit affected, but yet it's still, and like everyone talked about it for a while, right? But it still affects your credit. So... I don't really, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? What is like, maybe you can explain this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still see the piggyback effect. A lot of yeah. people that, that I've worked with tell me, oh, well, hey, I was added as an authorized user by someone else. My credit isn't so good and it's gone up. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be the same as like you've had your card and the issuers will see that, but they still see that you're an authorized user in many cases. So I, I can't see it hurting unless the person who adds you tends to run up balances, miss payments, right. things like that. But I think in that case, then you probably, maybe the law just gave you the power to like fight that and be like, hey, I'm an authorized user. You don't get to count this. So maybe that's what the difference is now. I don't know. And any, any listeners, if you want to chime in on the comments and you have any feedback on that, anyone having experience with authorized users, we'd be happy to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, I would love that. But to tie that back into, um, you know, helping get or the impact it has on like, you know, your kids and stuff. Yeah. It, um, it can give them your, like, they'll get your credit history. And as long as you're responsible and stuff, you can really give them a head start on building credit. So that way, one question that I see pretty often is people will be like, Oh, my son just turned 18 and has no credit. Like, what can I do? And I'm like, uh, nah, it's going to take a minute, you know, whereas if you had added them as an authorized user, which at that point you can still add them and they still will get, you know, your history and stuff, but you know, the sooner the better. Right. And it could take a long time too, especially for people with no credit to actually get recognized by issuers. And then we're having to deal with all of these secured cards or intro cards that really aren't so great. And it takes a lot of patience. So definitely having that head start could be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one thing to know is like sometimes when, you know, um, I'm sure most of your readers probably know about 524 with Chase. So you do have mm -hmm. to be like a little bit cautious in that sometimes like an authorized user account will show up on your application. Um, so, you know, if you get your kids a bunch of credit cards, it could show up. But fortunately, generally, not always, but for the most part, you can just call in and be like, hey, these are just authorized user cards and they can, um, you know, be reconsidered and be eligible. But I can just see people in the background like, wait, what about 524 or so? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for those eight, 18 and above, I generally like recommending secured cards if that's the path they have to go down with. I especially like the Harley-Davidson Visa with U.S. Bank. Usually don't hear much about that, oh. but that establishes a U.S. Bank relationship, and they have two versions of the card. You can get the regular version, or if they say no to the regular version, they give you a secured option. And that will probably have more positive reporting. And then you could get wonderful cards like the Altitude Reserve mm-hmm. later on, since you have that relationship established, city-secured card. Any, any other starter cards that, that you have in mind for people? If you don't have very strong opinions about, like, your travel goals, you just kind of want to start building points, and you want, like, a something very versatile, you know, just anything, like, ultimate rewards-wise, um, if you're talking about, like, a starter card for someone, like, with not great credit, um, I know Discover right. has some really great options for, like, students and stuff. I think Discover is, like, one of the most underrated programs out there. Uh, their Discover at Miles is a, essentially a 3% cashback card on all purchases for the first year. And that's huge. Um, and I think it's the same with their student card. One of them, um, I think don't they, they have a Discover at Miles student card where it's also 3% cashback. Right. It's like essentially the exact same thing. Yeah. Some options there where they have the doubling in the first year and the discover it card, the five X or five percent categories that are 10 percent in that first year. And again, I think that's going to make a big difference if people are maximizing the categories. I don't think Mm -hmm. most really are. Hopefully they can and get those kind of benefits. Yeah. And discover has really easy, good categories. It's not like, you know, five, you know, five times uh, or, you know, five percent at like shoe stores or something you're like okay i'm not gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars there <laughs> yeah, yeah. they have really like amazon um warehouse stores like costco and stuff um mm-hmm. which it's kind of weird yeah paypal this quarter yeah paypal the costco thing is kind of weird because you can't use discover in store at costco <laughs> but you can use it yeah. online so that's a plus but i always thought that one was like a little it, weird because they like advertise yeah, it or maybe the Maybe the mobile reader would bypass it in some way. Yeah. I don't know if there are any in the audience who've done that. I, I've been seeing a lot about the Fuse card. Have you have you heard about that? F-U-Z-E? No, I haven't. Ooh. So this is a technology that's constantly popping up on popping up on my Facebook profile. It's like $120 and it stores up to 25 cards. Debit cards, credit cards, membership cards. So maybe that can be a fun workaround for that and uh, some happy moments yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> wow, way to think outside the box there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, so a lot of ways a lot of ways where people get started. And I always say, like, even if your credit's in bad shape, you have no credit, there's always something you can do, right? Rather than just uh, sitting by and like, oh, I can never do it and just not taking that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. It, it, does it, like, I'm sure you'll agree here. Do you ever, like, kind of get surprised? Like, people will be like, oh my gosh, like what? This is so amazing. And then you talk to them for an hour and then they're like all excited and you've like given them this like amazing starter course. And then like two days later, you're like, so? And they're like, oh yeah, no, it's just like too much work. And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's it's too bad when that happens. So yeah, anymore, people usually come to me with interest and it seems to have a better thing is, yeah, I've told some family members or some friends and acquaintances like, yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like too much effort. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it's going to be a lot of effort for me to be paying full price for flights, hotels, gas, groceries. So, okay. Yeah, yeah it definitely, like, <laughs> you software. definitely have to have like a certain personality type, I feel like, because this stuff is not unheard of. Like everyone knows what, you know, points and miles and loyalty programs are to a degree now. Like, you know, you could come up to like the most to anyone. They're like, oh, that's like that 
thing where you get like credit cards and stuff, you know, but so it's so popular, but yeah, such a tiny percentage of like the population even does anything with it. And I think like, you know, airlines make bajillions. That's like the official number bajillions of dollars on unused points. Well, on their loyalty programs, but so many of those go unused and that's literally just like cash in their pockets. And it just goes to show that, yeah, it's like definitely, definitely attracts a certain personality type. (laughs) Yeah. For one that likes to plan, strategize, optimize, and that's doing it at a really high level. I still think people can get by and do all right with two or three cards a year, one card. Yeah. I I always recommend that people do more, right. As long as they can keep up with it, there's a certain level of organization, certainly financial responsibility, because if you're just going to run up (laughs) charges and you're going to buy things you can't afford or overspend, then that's going to eat away at the points and miles mm-hmm. right? right you might as well have just paid for the trip at that point so <laughs> exactly. yeah 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 good and what are some other cards that you have at the moment cards that you've been using last month and uh, so may and june i really tried to hit uh, my chase cards so interestingly actually um i don't have any sapphire products so remember how i told you i got in at a really good time i did But I also had kind of like planned my life around like things never changing so much. So I ended up canceling our uh, Sapphire Preferred to get something else. I don't remember. This was years ago. I mean, it's been like five years since they implemented these rules. And as soon as that happened, they implemented, they started implementing like, what was it? 524 first, like on the Sapphire product. And so I like found myself at this weird place. Like I was like, I literally have no option to get one because I didn't even have a product I could try and like upgrade to like I had no no like ultimate rewards earning like personal ultimate rewards cards <laughs> I have I do still have two ink plus cards and those I, oh, I nice. use those like crazy office supply stores but um so yeah so I'm kind of like in a weird situation and um I know there was like a a way to get the CSR there for a few minutes like a few different little tricks and stuff but once again, I kind of was like, oh, yeah, no, I'll get around to it. And then I didn't. So really just missed the opportunity on those. And I I truly think that waiting to get under 524, although it can make sense for a few people, like from my situation, the opportunity cost is just way too great. So I'm like, you know, right. wash my hands of it, move on. Kind of a bummer, but also the amount of points and things that I can earn in other ways. You know, some of the different promotions that were going on through like May and June, like, um, what was it? Hyatt was five times at grocery stores up to like 1500 and Iberia. I have that card. So like max out the offers on those and then that's over now. So I've kind of just been, um, still trying to like maximize some grocery store bonuses with some of my American Express cards. Um, been doing a little bit on the, the city premiere too with the three times. And I actually just got an Alaska Airlines business card. That's my oh, nice. Bank of, Bank of America that's uh, recently closed their branches. Yeah. <laughs> <I think. laughs> yeah, we were really surprised when we got like auto approved. I was like, wait, what? What? Is this, like, <laughs> you know, is my computer broken? <laughs> but I have oh, the card. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we're, so, we're used real. to seeing things going to pending, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like when you're in this game for so long, you get so used to like never getting auto approved <laughs> that when it happens, it's like Christmas came early. You're like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. What about so? What about you? What have you been um, like trying to my spend on? Yeah. 
So first, the 524 question is really interesting because, yeah, if you're going to have to wait 12 months or more, it's probably not going to be worth it because there are going to be personal increased offers that you'll have to pass by in the meantime. And then what if Chase tightens up later? And like we've seen American Express go to four credit cards instead of five. Maybe 524 will be 624 or some other number. So waiting so long doesn't seem to be so great anymore, especially with them not giving out their ink business cards as easily yeah that's been really interesting like unless you have some kind of like banking relationship with them i mean seems like you really have no yeah. getting a card with them right now a business card right and then they'll probably look into more of the businesses i know some people they just say like oh okay well i have an ein i i make videos on youtube and maybe the bank wouldn't be happy enough with that so they wouldn't want to approve at that point so yeah 524 it's uh seeming less valuable as time goes on I'm, I'm trying to get under i have a few more months here but i also have a lot of business cards that i can get in the meantime so we'll see where i end up and for me i actually have been running out of options for those business cards so i ended up getting a second business platinum right. as there was a an offer to get a hundred thousand points for ten thousand in spend so since I started with a second business, this podcast, actually, I was able to get the second one. I was approved over phone. It was uh, pretty easy to put that application in and talk with the agent on the phone. So that was nice. And I also got the plum card with American Express, <laughs> not a common card. Yeah, it's, it's so uncommon. Yeah, $600 sign up bonus for spending 30000 and then 1.5% cash back. Mm -hmm with the early pay discount. And I used a referral from a friend as well as we trade referrals. So That's awesome. that, that was a decent bonus there. Not, not the biggest card in the world, not the biggest bonus, not the most exciting thing, right. but it's better than just getting two X or 2% on some other cards. And I also have my UBS visa infinite business awesome. application in the mail, in the mail. So we're waiting on that to be processed now. And the altitude reserve is pending. Oh, awesome. And I put my application in. It went to, first there was no pool. And then a few hours later, they sent me a text message saying, verify your identity through our automated system. So I had to take a selfie <laughs> and a picture of my I've photo had to do it before. So funny. Uh, <laughs> but probably a good sign though, rather than it just going into a generic pending or yeah. of course being declined. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of funny. I wanted to bring up a point about when you said like with the plum card. So something that yeah. something that I have learned, um, and it kind of like took me a while for this to click. And I see so many other people doing this that like, and this is going to sound like such a mom ridiculous thing to say, but like never judge people on their credit card applications <laughs> because you just <laughs> don't know their situation. I remember um, when I first started with Award Travel 101, I, it was like my first post like as a moderator and like I'm trying to flex a little, you know. And I'm like, you know, I just use, I had all these Barclay Arrival plus points. It was like back when you, it was like 2.1 uh, points for like dollar redeemed, like whatever. It was a great deal, right? I mean, yeah, it was good. And so I like posted about how I was, my kids, so we stayed in Guatemala for like an entire 
six weeks one summer and my kids went to Spanish school there and it coded as travel. So I was able to use my arrival points to like write off this expense. And it was, you know, it was a significant expense. People were just like hammering me like, why would you get that card? Like, why would you use those points <laughs> for that? And I couldn't be like, listen, buddy, because I have a bunch of other cards. I have a bajillion points in all these other programs and I can use them because I have nothing else to do. Like, you know, but it was just such a, it was so interesting. So that really opened my eyes. Like I see people like being so judgmental in this industry. Like that's stupid. Why would you get that card? And it's like, you just don't know if yeah. I to anyone. And, and, yeah. And, oh no. I'm, I'm very happy to justify it because mm-hmm. I can talk about, okay, here's why I got it. It wasn't just a whim. Like I'll see in some groups. It's yeah. like, Oh, it was late. I was bored. So I decided <laughs> to apply for the Apple card. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, some some silliness or oh I wanted the luxury card from MasterCard because I like metal cards yeah. or whatever I mean I, I don't see that as often but in this case with American Express they're so lenient because you can have up to now 10 charge cards the business cards at least for me are soft pools mm-hmm. and it's a new goal to work on so that, that really makes sense when I've already gotten the business green I already have the business platinum a second business platinum the business gold and I'm just waiting here to try to get under 524 and uh, get all the cards. So it makes sense here. It certainly wouldn't be the first card I'd recommend to people. And right. I can't recommend this very often. It's like, okay, well, have you You're already filled up your four credit card slots? And uh, have you already filled up the other charge slots? Yeah. Have you so ever... it's still a positive. Yeah. It's like, have you already gotten like every other card out there? Okay, then get this card. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. And different situations for different people, right? I I think on the other end, too, people try to say, oh, it's all subjective. So like, oh, I got the, I don't know, the the PNC cash rewards, and they're just starting out. It's like, oh, you could have done a lot better than that. You know, $150 Mm -hmm. bonus. I I look to get a lot more out of hard inquiries than that. For sure. For sure. But you know, to tie that back in to like, you know, keeping it simple, and everyone can do it and stuff like, if all you're doing is like one card a year, and you don't want to spend a lot of time on this, and the PNC card is the only card you get, yes, you could have done way better, but also just the fact that you're doing something is pretty good because you're still going to be able to use that. Maybe you could have gotten a lot more value out of another card, but like you said, it is all very subjective. I'm on that team. It is all very subjective. That card will get you what you need. Can you really argue and say, you know, then like you weren't maximizing it or getting, you know, like strategizing or whatever. So I kind of think about that a lot because I, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait, I like, I get stuck in like, I feel like I do kind of have to justify certain things, but then I remember like value is so different to different people. Yeah. Before, before I knew about the community, I would sign up for cards just because I would get offers in the mail. And I, I didn't really think of it at a deeper level at that time. And it would have been nice if someone was there and said, Hey, that bank of America, AAA card really isn't so good because you have better options that are out there. <laughs> So I would have liked that and I would have had a head start. And when I started out, I neglected 524 mm-hmm. as well. And then later on, I found out oh, I could have gotten those cards earlier. Uh, so now I'm trying to make up for some lost time. And yeah, we're, we're just learning as the days go on. We, we strive to grow and get better as the days go on. And yeah, I have a friend who's not so enthusiastic, a few friends, a lot of friends <laughs> yep. actually. And I say to them, you know what? Hey, if, if you'd like a recommendation, just come to me and I'll talk about your options mm-hmm. and I consult with people who reach out, listeners of the podcast. I have a form people can complete, and I give people recommendations, and I have a consulting service as well, so I can save others a lot of the time in the research, and yep. I assume in your group, too, that people will post in there and say, hey, what card should I get? And then they talk about their situation. Mm-hmm. 
All the time. Yep. All in fact, we have a thing called Decision Monday, just dedicated because that before we would just like approve posts and uh, you know kind of do them as they go. But like it just got to be so many questions that we're like, okay, on Mondays, you know, you can post in here and tell us your situation, everything, and we can have it all in one place and keep it organized and help you guys figure out what what is best. Nice. And that's the Award Travel 101 group on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Super fun group. So (laughs) I enjoy it. (laughs) And and other resources, other places that people can find you and your group? Yeah. So, um, you know, Award Travel 101 Facebook group is a good one. Um, I actually run their Instagram group um, and I've been trying to really build that up and stuff. And I think there's a lot of fun content on there. Um, So, but like for me personally, um, you know, Instagram's probably the best place to find me. And it's just my name, Tony Southam. And I try and post a lot about like different trips and some of my redemptions and things like that. So, and I'm pretty responsive on Instagram. So, and that's yeah. S-O-U-T-H-A-M. Yeah. Yep. And I see Tony Perkins as well. So some of the different names, yeah. but the same person, right? I actually never legally changed my last name. So legally it's still Tony Perkins, but... I just like people know me as Tony Southam because that's my husband. So I just kind of like go with whatever. I'm like, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) Good. And there's also the Award Travel 101 podcast. Are you looking at any new content coming to the podcast? I see there's a, a library, but the last episode was you, but a few months ago. Yeah, we definitely want to get that going. We've had a lot of big changes in that group recently, and we've been trying to you know, just get a good flow going on and get a handle on things. And so the podcast hasn't been our priority yet, although we have been doing a lot of different live videos and stuff, which is almost a podcast, you know. But um, yeah, definitely in the near future, we're hoping to get that running again. And where can they find those live videos? Is that on Facebook, Instagram, somewhere else? We have a Award Travel 101, which is like our free group. There's a ton of people in there, lots of resources. So great place to ask your question. And then we actually have um, an advanced subscription group called Award Travel 201. And we do, um, you know, like for deeper, more in-depth questions and things like that. Um, we do a different routing challenges where you can win points and miles. We do them weekly. We've given away like probably almost a hundred thousand miles at this point now, points and miles. Yeah. It's it's super fun. And it's just like, if you want to, you know, up your game a little bit. So that was award travel 201. So yeah, those are the best places to, to stalk me. I mean, find me. So. (laughs) All right. And other places too, like uh, Twitter, other social media. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do Twitter. I feel like, Oh my gosh. Like I try to Twitter. I try to love it every few months. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to start getting on Twitter. I'm like <laughs> five minutes and I'm like, Oh, nope. Done. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I mostly, yeah, I mostly stick to Facebook and Instagram social media wise. And then I do, um, I do a little bit of freelance writing here and there and stuff. So. All right. Yeah. Very good. We're coming up on time here. Would you like to add anything else? Anything you'd like to share with listeners? Sure. Yeah. So something that I, um, my co, my partner, my co-runner, whatever you call it, John, he always says, um, don't let good enough be the, no, wait, don't let perfection be the enemy of good enough. I think that a lot of times that these groups and stuff can be very intimidating and make you really question what you're doing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It is good to question. But also, you know, I feel like a lot of us get stuck in this mindset where if we're not doing this perfectly and maximizing everything, like we're just a mess, like what's the point? This is awful. You know, there it's okay 
to not spend, you know, a million hours and just go all in and completely dedicate to yourself, mm-hmm. dedicate yourself to this. It's like we've been keep talking about coming back to, you know, if you want to just get like a couple cards a year, like you can still take amazing vacations. Like don't, don't stress out. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't let, you know, perfection be the enemy of good enough because you can still do very well with good enough. Good. So. And, and I think okay. even with the uh, the whole categories and the spending, like when I first started, it's like, okay, I'm going to shift all my auto pays and all this and all that to a new card. And I would find myself like going through an hour, just like moving everything around and then having to update at a later time. And it's like, you know what, if I get 2% back or 1.5, that's not really going to be such a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we're like nickel and diming these deals. Like, um, <laughs> uh, and like, you know, like even the fuel points thing, like you drive, you know, I drive further to like the nearest gas or to the closest like gas station and ends up working out. But like, really, if you break it down and you're not careful, you could be end up saving just like a dollar or something. Is that really worth your time to, you know, get that many, you know, a couple more points and stuff. So yeah, like there's definitely something to be said about good enough. All right. Very good. So listeners, hopefully you're able to add something and find something to do during this pandemic time. And hopefully you've learned something from the episode today. So we'll hear from you in the future. Stay tuned for more content. Thanks for joining me today. Awesome. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com where you can contact me, read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, follow me on social media, listen to past episodes, and subscribe to my mailing list. Stay tuned to my website for announcements of upcoming YouTube live streams. The next one will be July 28th at 9pm Eastern. Support my work through PayPal, the Cash App, and using referral links by visiting the Donate tab on my website. Visit my Patreon page to support my efforts and receive perks, including special one-on-one private consultations, a custom podcast episode, and the ability to ask podcast guests your questions. Subscribe on YouTube at Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. Like my Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast Facebook page. Follow HG Travel Podcast on Twitter. And follow Justin Vakula on Instagram. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation with full-time business coach and YouTuber Cakeology who can help you formally establish your business, build business credit, and get premium business credit cards. When you select from various paid services after the free consultation, I will receive credit for referring you. Listen to Cakeology on episode 12 of my podcast. Visit his websites at cakeology.com, that's C-A-K-E-O-L-O-G-I, and burstbiz.com, B-U-R-S-T-B-I-Z, and tell him I sent you. Email him, youtube at cakeology.com. Visit my other podcast at StoicSolutionsPodcast.com, that's S-T-O-I-C, StoicSolutions.com, where you can find practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient philosophers of Greece and Rome. Thanks to generous patrons and fans of this podcast who help support my work. Have a great day. 